shout out to Sammy Deej for that sweet tune, intro tune here there. I am your host of the latest 8-bit cast episode. I think it's number 6. I'm not sure, but I'm John O'Peck, host of Putting In Work, and I'm joined by Dane Peavy, our social guru. How's things, Dane? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good, good. Good, good. And one of the hosts of the House of Mario, it's Drew Agnew. How's things, Drew? Oh, excellent. Uh, played soccer today, lost, but I'm still happy. Did you kick the ball? I did kick the ball. Yes. That was a thing that happened in the game. Thank God for that. If you played a whole game and didn't get to kick the ball, you wouldn't have had a good game. That's my knowledge. Yeah, of well, are you really in the game if you're not playing the game? I mean, you can play defense, and maybe it's possible to play a really good game without kicking the ball. But no, that's true. We we have definitely played some teams that the goalkeeper has done nothing. So yeah. I was just going to say that. Are you the goalkeeper? <laughs> no, I'm. I would make an awful goalkeeper. I'm on the wings because I like to run. <laughs> Very nice. And punish myself. Nice. I played goalie in field hockey for a number oh. of years. That was that was fun. That's Having a dangerous game. Having a ball game. like smacked at you from the point shins. blank range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just I'm just terrified of like the ball or anything just being kicked at me i absolutely hate it because when i was younger i got like kicked in the head by the ball and just anything that many times i just can't, i can't do it anymore if it's if someone's winding up for a kick i'm like nah now nah, I'll, I'll turn my head i reckon yeah if they took a photo yeah. at that split second they'd get a shot of you kind of like sheepishly kind of like you know throwing yeah, back your, got, like, throwing back your head and <laughs> yeah, yeah like exactly that. exactly <laughs> I wasn't sure how to describe it, but that noise perfectly encapsulated yeah. it. So oh, well don't, don't hit me, mate. There you go. Oh. I think today for this 8-bit cast, we're just going to have a chat. I thought it would be a good way to facilitate some discussion to do a bit of an AMA, which as Dane has learnt tonight is ask me anything. Yes, yeah. I, I certainly have. That was going to be my first question there, but uh, yes, hit it straight yes. off the rack. Yeah, but... To start with, let's <laughs> let's start with a really easy question. How's everybody's weekend been? It's uh, Mother's Day weekend for people out there who are probably hearing this within a week or a month of this recording, but we're going to date it by saying it's Mother's Day. Day and I imagine in your household, that's uh, a very special time. Yeah, it's a special time, mate. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's Sunday here, 12th of May, uh, Mother's Day. So shout out to all the mothers out there. Uh, yeah, it's always good. Like usually in previous years, I am fully prepped and planned. Um, I've always got everything wrapped and ready to go. This was not the case this year. I left it to the last minute. So um, I was one of those dads out there, Saturday morning, nine o'clock with the kids, my little uh, little helpers out there in the shops. And I tell you what, it was a hugely busy, <laughs> hugely busy day out there in the shops. Mm. There, about ninety percent of them were all fathers uh, with the kids. So that was that was good fun there. So I definitely relied nice. on. Uh, the kids coming home with uh, everything from school and from kindy and put that together with uh, a few cards and bits and pieces. But no, we had a really good morning this morning. So it's a uh, cup of tea in bed and and, and, uh, and breakfast and we had a really good day. So uh, mm. lunch with all the family yeah. and uh, that was good, really good. But the kids love it. Did you, I love it. Did you make eye contact yesterday with a few of those other dads? Just, you know, give them a nod and say, yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> oh, mate, absolutely. It was one of those ones where it's like almost like, yeah, leading up to Christmas. And, you know, mm. you, you, again, once again, it's all the dads out there. <laughs> Left us the last minute and we're all sitting at the uh, the checker hole or we're, we're running through the women's area of Kmart and Targets. <laughs> and we're just looking at each other just going, what? Why have we done this to us again? Why have we done this to ourselves again? But, uh, you know, it's, it's that mutual bond. Uh, that we all have mm. uh, fueled on coffee and, and away you go but we always get there and mum has a great day and we make sure she's she's uh, felt spoiled 
Yeah. Mm. Aside from soccer, what have you been up to, Drew? Bit of bit of detective Pikachuing recently. Uh, oh, well, I did that on uh, Thursday. Actually, mm. when I watched Detective Pikachu, but uh, was it spoiler was it cast Sat- up right now? Yes. Yes, yes, of course. Spoiler cast up right now. Um, but what uh, I had my mum over for um, just lunch and watching uh, a movie on was it a Saturday since I played mm-hmm. soccer today. So I had her over the day before, and yeah, we watched what we watched The Greatest Showman, which ah, was um, yes, which is one of my favourite movies. I absolutely love that movie so much. I very so much good. enjoyed that movie yeah. more than probably more than I expected to. To be honest, I'm not a big musical guy, but that was I'm yeah. not particularly either. But I absolutely love that, and Mum had been wanting to watch it for. I don't know, probably since it came out mm. like two years ago and if we finally got around to actually watching it yeah, um, yeah and then I worked worked on it worked at uh, Saturday night at the pub at Beachport Hotel and uh, yeah there was a 21st on there and finished about 2 o'clock in the morning Ooh. I slept most of the day until I played soccer and here we are today so the weekend goes pretty quick that must mess up with your farming hours does it because it sounds like the polar opposite yeah it, it is <laughs> And it's not; it's kind of good for that reason because you can so you can fit it in, obviously. Hmm. Um, but the back to back, yeah. And it's not too bad. Like if it's on a Saturday and I've got the Sunday to like get my clock back to normal, then I can go and go out through the week. It's not too bad. But sure, was it if if you're doing like a if it's Sunday and you've got to like back it up on the Monday on the farm? It's hmm. a bit it's hmm. a bit much then. Yeah. yeah. Do you get weekends? I know a lot of farmers who own their own farm or work on their family farm just work every day because there's not really an option to take a day off. What's it like for you? No, it depends on the time of year, really. Yeah. Uh, like this time of year, it's not too bad. We're sort of, at the end of this month, we're going to start lambing. Like the ewes are going to start dropping lambs. So that's when it gets a bit busier and you've got to go around every day to make sure everything's fine and yeah. going well. But yeah, it just depends on the time of year, really. Like most of the time, you know, we get get our weekends and if mum and dad want to go off and do something, I can look after it on mm. the weekend and mm. vice versa. So, that works out all right like that. Cool, cool. Yeah, my hey, parents you, are hey. in... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go, John. <laughs> I was going to say my, my parents are in uh, London at the moment, so I just spent the weekend with my wife's family at their farm, which was nice. Hadn't been out there for a while. They just got a, a new puppy, so that was pretty fun. Oh. Very cute. What what, what type smell. of uh, what type of dog is it? It's half Maltese, a quarter Cavalier, and a quarter Poodle. So okay, that, that doesn't really help me picture it, but no, right, <laughs> yeah. it's probably going to be right. cute if it's got a bit of Poodle. Yeah, in it, so. it's just like a little Maltese <laughs> Shih Tzu looking thing. It's it looks yep. like indie, but it's it's tiny and brown. Super cute. <laughs> Not a uh, farm dog. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, no, it doesn't go and um herd up the cattle. It will not be doing any of that. No, okay. What were you going to say, Dan? I was just going to ask if Drew was an only child. Mm. Uh, I am, yeah. You, I am yeah, an only, only child. Okay, okay. The mm. AMA has begun. No, I was, <laughs> I was just wondering about that, just in relation to um, if there was anyone else helping you. Um, and also just like on the family side of things with the farm, like how long has the farm been in the family? Is it just your parents or your grandparents or what's the, what's the legacy um, there? I believe dad's fourth, the fourth generation wow. on the farm, so... Uh, yeah, so it's pretty embedded. I've had yeah. it in had it close to a hundred years, I think. Wow, us Agnews, yeah, far out. Yeah, so I'll be the fifth generation if all things go smoothly. Yes, you better produce <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of kitties to carry on the family name. No pressure. 
Yeah, that's right. You've got to, I've got to go and have plenty of kids, plenty of child labor. Yeah. Did you feel any pressure that you had to take it on because it's been in there or did just, you were lucky that you actually really wanted to? Because like there's, um, a, there's a Peck family farm mm. that is now going to die because no one in that family wants to continue it. You know, they've gone off and been school teachers and whatever else. And, you know, that's fine, but it is the end of a farm that's been around for like four yeah, generations. Um, I mean, growing up, I definitely felt that pressure. Um, like growing up, I I didn't necessarily want to be a farmer. Mm. Like that was what mum and dad didn't. I I obviously worked a lot on the farm, but um, I think I think just the change in my mind as getting older is just having having a business that you're running rather than going to work mm. for someone else. Mm. That's where it comes down for me. Like farming isn't like a big passion of mine necessarily, but it is a it is like a great lifestyle and you know your own your own business for you to grow and look after that's that's what mm. excites me yeah. about it yeah. yeah not necessarily like doing all like the <laughs> hard jobs and everything what mm. come with it but yeah yeah good segue into one of my questions i had for you drew which is what's your favorite thing about farming because i imagine you know not a lot of people listening to this would be farmers but they probably have a perception of what it's about and what it's like a lot of early mornings, a lot of physical manual labor. But what's your favorite thing? Uh, favorite thing is probably just being out of the hustle and bustle of a city and mm. being out outside and being, being I guess, being physically active. Depending on like what type of job it is, like if you do like a day of shearing, for example, it's, oh you know this is good. But if you do it like months after months, you know, like your body's just wrecked. So. Mm. Yeah, and that's why I like sort of mixing it up with the pub work as well just for uh, the fact like it's obviously different times of day and yeah. you can, it gives me just a different type of work. It isn't like getting dirty. Yeah, well, it's social um, too. You get to talk to people yeah. as, instead of being kind of isolated, which is an issue for a lot of farmers, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, I, I would definitely say my favorite thing about it is just being outside, out in the open mm. and yeah, doing that rather... I don't know. I've never had an office job, so <laughs> I couldn't compare it to that. But it's funny. It I, takes I, all kinds of people, hey, because I I couldn't think of anything worse than being like physically active all day because it's just not my you know my thing. You know, I love mm. working in an office and we should go on a TV out. show where we can like swap, swap, a, swap jobs, jobs that's for exactly a week. What I was thinking, <laughs> jeez, and uh, like your <laughs> your um, it'd be comedy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You'll get back and it'll be like such a mess, and I'll get back and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure. All, all the sheep drew and everything's done. You don't have to work for a week. You know the animals are fine, mate. Oh, Let's no. get out of here. It, it would not be like <laughs> that. It would be me turning up on the first day and saying like, um, so where do I? Where, where are the gloves? Because if you want me to pick this up, I'm assuming that I'm going to be putting on some gloves. And then everyone looks at me and laughs. And nah, says, you just scrape the shit out of your fingernails yeah. once you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even like just gardening, I'm like, I'm picking up these branches. I'm going to cut my, my soft, delicate hands that have never worked a day in their life. So, I, I need some gardening gloves. But you, know, you got to protect the tips of your fingers. Otherwise, you won't be able to uh, optimal type yeah, exactly. on your computer. <laughs> you got to take care of the assets, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All right. Well, I have another question that I want to start with, with a bit of a story to precede it. Okay. So, story time with Jono. You guys ready? We're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's so go. A couple, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, 
Hannah messages me while I'm at work and says, there's a rat in the roof. You know, we need to deal with it. It's making a lot of noise. So I go out and buy the, the poison. I throw it in the roof thinking this will sort it out. Because, uh-huh. I don't know, I'm not going to go up there with a, you know, a baseball bat or a hockey stick and physically sure, deal with it, you know. It's <laughs> not my style. Rat stick. And uh, didn't think anything of it for a couple more weeks. And next thing I know, we look out the kitchen window and there's just like this rat sitting on the deck, just sitting there. And Hannah's like, there's a rat out there. Okay. So I go out with my dog and I'm expecting this thing to run away. And it just sits there and my dog goes up and grabs it in his mouth. And this is like a little Maltese Shih Tzu. So he grabs it and starts shaking it. And I'm yelling at him to like drop it because it's clearly dead and he drops it and then i have to deal with it right and i don't like rats like i don't i'm not scared of them but i don't no one really likes rats Mm. well i guess a few people do some people have pet mice and stuff but that's that's a little bit weird to me yeah yeah no do you deal with a lot of rats on the farm drew uh well yeah uh, we well we would like i don't see them all the time but i dare say we would Right. This actually reminded me of a story when I was like a real little kid. I might. This was probably. This is the the intermission of my story, but you can <laughs> yeah. continue. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry no, you, you go, and then we'll come back to the to uh, the dramatic conclusion of my story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like, um, when I was a real little kid, we, um, uh, myself and my Jack Russell, we used to go hunting rats. There used to be like a, a basically a rat's nest next to the dog cages under in this oh, bush. Man. So I hacked away the bush, and there's all these little holes where all the rats live. And what I'll do is I'll put my arm down the holes until I could feel some fur. Oh, my God. And I'll, I would grab the rats. Oh, no. I would chuck them to the dog. They would run off and the dog would get them. And I just used to do that all day, just putting my arm down. And, and like, sometimes... <laughs> this is going to be real, real sick for some people. But sometimes I can feel their tails. Oh, no. Like I'll, grab, I'll grab the tail and I'll, like, pull them by the tail. And... They must have been hanging on, and what it would do it was actually like pull the skin off their tail. Oh. I just come up with all this skin. Around. Oh no, oh that's it. Me gone as a farmer. We're done. Would you do this as a grown-up, Drew? No, hundred percent not. As in, like no. it would uh, gross you out now. No, just the fact, like you know, they'll the scratch, cruelty. they'll bite you. Right, but they never got me. They they never mm. scratched or hurt me okay. or bit me or anything. So that's a that's a that's a good addition to my story because it. it shows the difference between us i think because (laughs) you know my job now is to dispose of this rat and uh i go outside with i think some kind of shovel and a plastic bag i'm gonna you know push the rat into the bag tie it up throw it in the bin that in itself is kind of grossing me out like i think most normal people uh (laughs) but then as i approach it it moves i see a little kick or flinch and i'm like oh no it's alive okay do i have to kill it do i throw it do i pick it up and throw it against the wall do i throw a rock on it do i pick it up and snap its neck none of these options are anything close to what i want to do so i go inside i talk to hannah she doesn't want to deal with it still (laughs) (laughs) i go outside again to show her and it's moving like more and more and i'm thinking like is it the wind is it you know no, it's definitely breathing. And it feels like it's like getting its energy back. Like it was in hibernation. <laughs> and then when my dog picked it up, it like shocked it back into life or something. I don't know. But Concussion. it's definitely alive. Um, and I don't know what to do. So thankfully, we had some friends coming over. 
And I said, okay, they'll be here soon. Maybe one of them likes doing this kind of thing. And fortunately, dude, Jake, my friend Jake walks in and he's like, oh yeah, where is it? I'll grab it. And um, he wasn't even going to wear gloves, but we offered him some gloves. He broke its neck, twisted it off until he almost pulled its head off. I think its eyes popped out, which, you know, so far away from what I would have done or I guess had even considered doing. And then, you know, plastic bag, threw it in the bin. That's it. But it just made me think like he, he was the humane one because he put it out of its misery. What does that say about me? Like, am I not, I guess, traditionally man enough to to put an animal out of its misery or am i trying to be humane am i too much of a pacifist i don't know but it just made me think like have you guys ever killed an animal and what was it like i mean on the farm one of the one of the unfortunate realities of it is that you do have to put down some of your stock that is either you know dying or sick or Mm. whatever it might be so a lot of the times you know there might be, say, a sheep in the paddock and it and it can't stand up and it's got like a say a growth on its head or something and it's gonna it's going to it's die. It's not gonna make it, yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna make it. So, you know, you've just gotta you just gotta bite the bullet and um put it out of its misery. And it's 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 never fun to do. I never it's not something I like to do. I always like sort of like grit my teeth as I'm doing it because it, I absolutely yeah. hate it. But you, you at the same time you can't just have a paddock full of sheep running around heart like about to die mm, as well. yeah. so. it just made me realize that i'd never actually had to do it before and it was the mm. first time i'd ever been confronted with it what about yeah. you Dan? yeah i'm i'm probably in the same boat as you john i've never had to to do that but I, i'm i'm very fortunate i haven't had to even just dogs and pets and things like mm. that i've never had to even have that conversation or the decision making is to to put any animal down i mean like closest i can think is spiders we've got this household rule like yeah. rach and i are scared or not scared yeah oh, no really? no look look yeah no we hate spiders hate spiders so it's all always about the golden rule it's like you know you're sitting in bed or you're sitting on the couch and all of a sudden like you know one of us peers across the room and it's like there's a spider right there and it's all about like the size of the spider depends on who's going to take it on if it's a tiny right. one <laughs> that's cool no worries rachel's got it or i've got it it's anyone down but if it's over oh, if it's like half a palm it's me <laughs> And it's this big, like, like go get him, daddy, go get him. And it's this big action, like, what can I grab and what can I throw at it? And, you know, it turns into, like, is it going to jump at me? Like, all these old mm. strategies that are coming into my mind. So um, it's always it's always fun and games in, in the PV house. But coming back to yeah. yours, like, I don't know what I would do. Like, straight away, what came to my head is, like, it's, it's you've put it in the bin, it's moving around. I, I was just going to say translate, uh, just transport into your neighbor's bin. But that was the first thing that came to my head. It's out of sight, out of mind. Someone, someone, else's, someone problem. else's problem. Someone's going to go, you know, fix it Throw up. Throw it over the fence, yeah. Me. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what I would do. I look, I'm just going to put it in the neighbor's bin. Like, not my, well, not my good neighbor, probably three or four <laughs> doors down. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said it was alive in the bag, yeah, didn't you? No, like it had, had its neck snapped by that point, yeah. Okay. But like, I'd probably just like step on its head. Yeah, just, actually, that's a good point. Like, just, just shovel it into the bag, put it down, step on it. But the thing yeah. that I kind of, I guess I was scared of is that I would try and like pick it up and then it would like kick back oh, into yeah. life and like run up my arm or something, which is oh, probably right. irrational, but you know, rats are gross. And then we watched mm. Ratatouille the next weekend. So, oh, no. Yeah. I actually like that movie. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. But you yeah, put, you didn't put him down, did you? No, 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 no. That rat? <clears throat> no, he survived. I'm similar with, with spiders. Like, <laughs> I don't like killing anything really apart from mosquitoes. But 
if there's a big spider i'll like if there's a big spider i'll just spray it with you know the the bug spray and then kind of like trap it like put something on top of it wait for it to die then i can dispose of it in a tissue or something i'm not like a squash kind of person oh really i don't know what that's i don't know what that says about me I'm the I'm the, usually the one that like throws. So I use like I yeah. throw it, I test it just in case I you know try and work out how fast this thing is. Does this thing jump? You know all that sort of strategy, <laughs> and and then I like I go at it with something. But um, I, we used to use a spray, but like I find that we just overdo it because we're like, is it gone? Is it you know is it enough? When's enough enough? Yeah. So yeah, you don't know you how powerful those things hallway. are. Yeah, They've mutated. It. But it's funny because I was fine with throwing the poison into the roof and killing it that way. But once I was like confronted with it, I was like, oh no, I have to kill something. See, I have to look at it in the like, eye yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And that's like even the, you know, like my first thing is if it's in the roof, I'd get one of those little uh, uh, little bombs or whatever they're called, you know, that you throw yeah. it in, you, 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 you close it up. Um, I think they do that for, what is it, spiders and insects anyway when you close up the house and, you, and stuff, you, yeah. yeah, you nuke it. Um, and it's one of those like outside, out of mind, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. But then it dies up there apparently and it stinks. So it's kind uh, of a good thing that it made its oh, way yeah. outside. But yeah, it'd be awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want any pets to like eat something that's been poisoned because then it, you know, no. goes over no, to them. But not. yeah. Like on the spider <laughs> spider topic, spiders don't they don't bother me until they're about probably the size of my palm. Like mm. or maybe not that big, probably Huntsman. smaller than that. Yeah. But like my my partner Chantel, like probably a spider like the size of like a pinhead would scare her so whenever she does that i just like you know pick it up and like squash it with my fingers i'm like yeah, it's, it's oh, fine look at this you're like <laughs> incredible hulk over here yeah, yeah, squashing my fingers yeah big thanos moment just, yeah no worries i got gotcha. um, yeah don't worry don't worry honey i've got gotcha. you i had some friends who were were driving a halls gap which is you know a mountainous area of, of victoria a national park and there's always heaps of wildlife you see kangaroos and deer and koalas and echidnas and whatever awesome place but on the way to this like camp that we were going on these guys hit a kangaroo and they stopped they went and looked and it was struggling to move but it was still alive and mm. they had to figure out what to do with it that's mm. a lot different from a rat you know kangaroos are big a big oh, yeah. thing <laughs> yeah and I, I, th- I think one of them tried to throw a rock on its head didn't work still alive you know (laughs) so that's a nightmare and then they ended up like reversing the car over it or something oh my god jeez but it's like what do you do like do you grab it by the shoulders and like snap its neck like it's probably fighting back it's probably trying to scratch you i don't know ideally you would have a knife and you could throw it if you don't have a knife i don't know city boys don't carry around uh, boot knives you know just get up yeah call that a knife (laughs) Well, one of our friends, he um he hit a kangaroo and it went on the side of the road and it was like, you know, moving and twitching. So he's like, all right. So he, uh, he went into his glove box and, you know, got his uh, knife out, you know, to put it out of its misery. Went up to it and the kangaroo stood up and kicked Hopped the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Some of them were massive. Just resting, yeah, just, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess. It must have just knocked it out or something and just kicked the crap out of him mm. and bounced off. Mm. I got a friend who's a cop and he says that like when he was working in this country town, some of the stuff he'd have to do was people would ring up and they'd say, oh, there's like a cow or a kangaroo that's been like hit by a car. Can mm. you come and deal with it? So he'd literally go there with his like pistol and his job would be to shoot it with the gun as a cop. And I always oh. found that interesting. It seems like the job for a farmer, but I guess if it's gotten out of the paddock or whatever, it's just something that has to be dealt with quickly. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I, I guess there mustn't have been much crime if that's what he spent a lot of time on, just <laughs> putting kangaroos yeah, out of their misery. That's it. Yeah. You know, I guess that's the equivalent of the firefighter getting the cat out of the tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I've got a question for you guys. If um, you're ready to move on, I think we're um, ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about animal demise. Um, how has the last six months of you guys creating your podcast gone? You know, mm. the, 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 um, obviously, Dane, you've started uh, recently. Jono, you've been doing yours for over two years. Um, wh- what have the last six months been compared to, like, say, Jono, when you started and Dane, you know, starting up and getting your episodes out there and recently getting new guests on and uh, bringing, in, bringing on people that are, um, are sort of outside of our Australian community yeah yeah dan i'll Um, let you go first because i've been talking a lot yeah no that's fair (laughs) enough i actually got a question for you for this Jono. but uh so it's a good one drew um yeah look i'm definitely the newest kid in the school uh for creating podcasts it's one of those stories probably everyone's heard it where i've listened to podcasts for a number of years and you know i was one of those um people uh that was uh just sitting on the sidelines wanting to create content for so long and it was always about the you know uh trying to put in work to actually get ready and, um, and doing the research on microphones and everything else and um, consuming so much time um, until you just just start taking action on it. So um, the podcast has been going for, like I said, Drew, about six months. I think it was end of uh, August 2018. Um, and, it's, and it's certainly been a real eye-opener for me, for someone that hasn't created a podcast before. Uh, so this isn't like a, you know, this isn't a second or third project for me. This is literally like... Uh, definitely greenhorn on this and learning as I go. And I'm very fortunate to have guys like yourself um, and the other guys within the 8B Collective to, to I guess, get information and, and share their knowledge and their understandings of what's going on. Uh, but for me, there's, there's just so much involved with creating content, finding, finding guests, um, the editing side of things. Like I, I don't do a weekly podcast because I just don't have the time. And, you know, I, John, I've had chats about that balancing family life and, and having young kids mm. and work and, and creating content, um, you know, it's, it, it can be quite full on. But I've, I've loved the journey. The journey's been really, really rewarding for, for, what, I, for what I'm looking at, both myself and, and hopefully those that listen to the podcast. And um, I'm constantly learning. Hopefully I'm, I'm getting a little bit better. I still, I'm, I feel like editing seems to take up most of my time, whether that's just me being pedantic or just just not good at it yet but um yeah but it's 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 such a i'm so happy that i've that i've started creating content um because I, lo- I love podcasts and i love listening to podcasts and and creating the podcast just gives me new respect for for what you guys do and the work that goes on behind the scenes and um being able to speak to different people get different perspective on people and um yeah it's, it's awesome for me like i've still got a lot of learning to do and um I get a lot of feedback, which is great, and I, I take that feedback on, and yeah, that's just, and I love it. I'm loving the journey, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Hmm. Do cool. Do you feel it's um what you expected when you said, "Oh, I'm going to go and create a podcast. I'm going to start doing it because I enjoy listening to them. So I'm going to try and put my own voice out there." Is it what you thought it might be, or is it um maybe a bit different, a bit harder, a bit, or just not what you expected? Yeah, well, it's definitely not the topic that I had expected to do. Like, I was certainly, <laughs> I was interested in, you know, uh, like you guys, like gaming and geek culture and all these things. And, um, 
you know, talking about mental health was, was I guess, the furthest from the mm. type of podcast that I was originally looking to do. Yeah. And, and just, keep in just, mind, sorry, sorry, just for the type of people out there that maybe don't know what your podcast is, just uh, give us a run of what it is. Yeah, sure. So uh, my podcast is called Pushing Through Blue. So it's like an uh, interview type podcast where I have guests on who share their stories with their own mental health uh, experiences, talking about mental health, mental illness. Uh, the big goal of the podcast is creating awareness towards mental health to fight the stigma um, and, and, and to translate the message that uh, mental health and mental illness um, does not discriminate and it is super common. And it's just about creating awareness to it. And, and I think, and it, for me personally, because I went through my own uh, mental health, mental illness uh, challenges, and that's all on the podcast as well. But I found that it was really therapeutic for myself, listening to other people's um, stories, getting their experiences. And I guess it just creates conversation. And for me, through my own journey, I found that um, creating conversations can be a really powerful thing. Educating people on mental health and mental illness is, is, even, is even more important. And, um, and that's one of those ones where I just want to keep... The, the more people that I speak to about it, it's, it's really eye-opening how many people go through uh, you know, mental health challenges, whether it's mental health or goes on to mental illness. And, and if we're all sitting in a room and we're all sort of having these thoughts and feelings, like it's just about communicating so we're not... No, don't feel like we're alone you know we're the only person going through this and and um you know just and just creating that awareness so um it's, it was going on to to you know looking at originally looking at podcasts as i said through gaming and um video gaming and geek culture and all these sort of areas that i really enjoy as well um i originally didn't think that talking about mental health and having people on talking about their own mental health experiences and, and sharing this message w- would be my i guess main focus but um I'm glad it is. It is so rewarding. I, I, I get a lot out of it um, and I speak to guests and, and they get a lot out of it and people that listen to it, they seem to get a lot out of it. And I, if I can just mm. keep creating the message and awareness, I mean, like, I've, it's done its job and um, yeah, it's good. And it's also given me the ability to meet new people and awesome people and get involved within the 8-Bit Collective and, um, yeah, just just continue to, to grow, really. Mm. Mm, awesome. That's cool. What about you, Jono? Um, yeah, first of all, I'll just say good on you, Dane, for, you know, doing a podcast that stands out in its content, like its topic, because it would be an easy thing to do yet another video games podcast, like nothing against anyone that does that. But we know as people in this community that there are like millions of these things. So for mm, someone to, yeah. <laughs> to pick up a topic that can be as, as spicy or as um, delicate as mental health and the stories behind the stories, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're doing it. So good on yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate like, that. What, what I love about podcasts so much as well as like how personal it can be, like mm. having someone's voice in your ear and also have that coupled with like how personal um, mental illness can be and um, sort of the struggles that go with that. Like it's just like a perfect fit for a podcast to help actually help people like feel like they're not alone. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And I I've that, told you a million times though, Dane, but absolutely love your show. <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. And look, just, just on what you're saying, Drew, sometimes sometimes we can hear something and, you know, it may resonate with someone and sometimes you've got to hear it again and again for really to resonate with the right person. And yeah. sometimes it's always that you've got to be in that right place at the right time with that per- right person speaking to you within your, you know, in your ear, like with the podcast. So um having all these people come on to the podcast i just really hope that you know one of these guests and i'm very privileged to have the guests that i've i've had on and sharing their story and 
but hopefully that one of the, the right person on the right day listens to one of my episodes and listens to one of my guests and it really resonates with them and it helps them and and um and that's you know I, that's that's my goal hmm. that's cool yeah so the past what was it six months of podcasting it's been it's been good it's been fun it's been a bit of a different um mindset for me towards the podcast i was talking to dane about this the other night but i guess for the longest time you know i'm up to episode 119 or something now but you know for the first two years of that show there was very much a i felt a need to up the ante every week to get a better guest than the previous one and to watch the numbers go up and up and up Mm. and that had varying degrees of success and it did slowly go up and I got to a point where I was really proud with what I was able to do and looking back at the guests I've had on the show I've, yeah it, I am really pleased with how it's gone but I got to a point where I was like it's impossible to keep this up and I felt because it's a weekly podcast uh, just a pressure to find someone every week that was of a certain standard mm. and I kind of let go of that and knowing that it would also mean that the numbers would start to go down. I didn't really care at that point. I was just like, I want to do a podcast that's fun. I want to do one where I'm talking about things that I I really care about. Not that I wasn't doing that before, but that effort of always trying to find a new guest with a new story and to kind of cover a broad spectrum of topics. Because, you know, even though... A lot of the content I do is uh, similar people. I don't want to do like five weeks in a row of video games people. I want to mix it up. And I just decided, you know, I'm just going to talk to some of my friends. And I did a whole month of podcasting with people that I talk to a lot and just want other people to know about the content they're making. And they're not people Mm. with thousands and thousands of subscribers or Twitter followers or whatever. They were just people who do really cool podcasts or blogs or whatever it might be who also have a story to tell and i think like i've said before a journalist that i really look up to and used to work with on his last day of work after working for 40 plus years for the same newspaper said everybody has a story to tell you just have to find it Mm. and i think that some of the episodes i've done with the i guess lesser known people have been equally as inspiring to me as someone with you know a million hits on youtube or whatever so I think that's kind of been some of the mentality that I've brought to putting in work and like complete being completely open. Yeah. The numbers have gone down from probably the peak or the apex of putting in work, but it's not really my concern anymore. I just know Mm. that I've got some really loyal, really loyal listeners who've stuck with it through years. And I've picked up people in the past couple of years who have um, outlasted the people that started listening to it at episode one because they were friends of mine or whatever. And they've, for whatever reason, you know, they've supported the show and fallen out of following it. And that's fine as well because, you know, everyone has their own media consumption habits and whatever. But Mm. I'm really pleased with um, kind of the micro community that I've got, or at least the friends that I've got that support it and uh, have continued to do that for quite a while. And as far as the last six months yeah I, I think it's been that kind of change in mentality of the way that i approach the show and i've still had some really great guests like you know in a profile sense chris reagan i had this guy from ubisoft and some really cool game devs and i've got some big guests in the pipeline that i'm still trying to get but yeah i guess i'm not feeling that pressure to come up with the goods every mm. single week like I, yeah. I know that whoever i talk to they're going to have a great story 
and it doesn't matter if they have a billion followers or not. That doesn't matter, and I'm happy yep. with that. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, especially with every week, I can just imagine you'll be like, you'll take up so much time just like mm. thinking about what you can do and who you can reach out to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Just let it's let alone thing. the fa- let alone the fact just like. You know, getting the episodes together, actually doing the emails back and forth, getting the guests there, mm. uh, doing the ep- well before you do the episode, even getting the questions laid out where you want the show to go, recording the episode, and sometimes logistics of that where mm. you know your your guests won't have a a decent microphone or you know but yeah. doesn't know that they have to record their own audio, so you got to walk <laughs> walk through the process of that, and then you've got to record the episode, edit the episode, like mm. there's just so much, especially since you're doing it weekly. Um, yeah, Crazy and you haven't man. missed, and you haven't missed a week. That's like that's in, that's no. in, that, I mean, like that's, that's incredible. That's yeah. cra- that's incredible. Yeah, crazy I'm and really incredible. Proud of that. Yeah, and each yeah. of those things you yeah. said, I could talk about for so long, like <laughs> time zones. Like I know all the time differences with every mm. everywhere. You know, just from trying to line up guests and yeah, finding people who know how to use a mic and who 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 are the kind of people that I know will be interested. Like, I know who's not going to be interested. I know people who will respond quickly and who won't. So, yeah, you, you yeah. kind of have to look ahead and go, this person I'm going to invite might take six weeks to get on the show. So, I'll invite them mm. now. And I'll also invite, like, five similar people and hope that one of them gets back. Yeah, it's, it's mm. a whole thing. And you always kind of have to have something in the bank that you know is, uh, like, a reliable guest. Like, yeah. for example, if I wanted to talk to Dane, I know that, I could talk to him this weekend and there's not going to be any issues and that's going to be next week's episode because mm. someone else I've got lined up and they aren't available for three weeks. So yeah, it, that's constantly going on in my head and one day it's going to get too much yeah. and I'm going to have to change something. But for now, I'm enjoying it and it's gone really well. It's yeah, it, awesome. It, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't podcasting. Like it fills it up, up so, so much, much of my time. time. Like yeah. I don't like I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I had a question for you, John. Just before I mm. jump back on to Drew, and sorry, Drew, to cut you out. Um, no, good. <laughs> I spoke to um, Eric Zach, and, and I guess we we all know Eric about the the balance. Eric, how you going, mate? Yeah, Eric, yeah, um, he's a great bloke. <laughs> hey, um, and just about the the balance between content creation and mm. like just like like so, Jono, you, you know, you, you're doing the weekly podcast. You've been doing that for a long, long period of time. But it's not just about the podcast, as Drew's mentioned, like there's so many elements behind the scenes, you know, setting up these guests and podcasting, recording and, and editing and all these things. But then, okay, that's one half of it. And then there's yeah. the um, publishing, publishing it and the, the marketing and all the rest of it through the social medias and everything else. And it's huge. And I guess the one thing that I've learned um, about creating content is just how time consuming it can be. And speaking with, go back to speaking with Eric, it's all about um, knowing that it's all about the longevity and it's all about mm. finding your balance, whether that's can you keep up a weekly podcast? Does it have to be bi-weekly? Can it, does it have to be monthly? I mean, I try target monthly because it's just a realistic position I am in with time. Plus, yeah. I don't want to do that to myself to try and, you know, find guests, you know, oh, you're available, you're available, you know, like, like that's yeah, not yeah. really what I'm about. Um, but I know that's, that, and that's for me too. So um, it's just trying to find that balance where you can do it all but over a long period of time as opposed to, you know, thinking you can do it and going hard and fast and putting in the work but burning yourself out at the same time. So, but mm. again, that comes down to different 
situations like you know um you know john obviously with no kids you know and you've you've got a lot more time and you know we've had chats about this versus me you know two kids and everything else in life and, and trying to find those couple of hours at night and i mean you, you can but you've you know where do you spend it if, if you've got x amount of time yeah. at night and you know where do you go do you watch a movie do you downtime with the wife and all the rest of it so you've you've got to be careful with your time and you just got to be realistic to just try and um create longevity out of what you're doing because you've got to keep enjoying it because as soon as you mm. not as soon as you're not enjoying it what's sort of the point i don't know so that i mean that's my yeah. position no that makes sense mm. it's and it does get to the point of like do i have room for anything else probably mm. not like if i wanted to go to the gym every day like some people do i just can't fit that in with what i'm doing now like, I, I couldn't get up an hour and a half earlier than what i do now to to go to a gym or whatever it is because it's going to drain too much of my energy to do everything else. That I'm yeah. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about you, Drew? Yeah. What about you, Drew? Oh, um, I feel like it's going, going well. Uh, at the start of the year, we, sort of like we had um, sort of the two weeks off over the, uh, over the summer and I sort of sat down and thought about, you know, what needs changing, what needs um, improving and all that type of thing. And, at the start of the year, we uh, I got Simon Blackburn to draw us up a, a brand new logo and art for the podcast, so it gives it a lot more of a, I guess a, a bit more of a professional look rather than mm. just the uh, shoddy thing I did up in about an hour. Oh, Simon's just work to, is great. I did it. Yeah, it's I, such uh, a good yeah. logo. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm, when he when he um, showed me um, like the, the sketch just over iMessage, I'm like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> yeah. But the the first logo I did. That was just like, all right, I just want to do this podcast. I don't want to be um, making excuses saying, you know, the art's mm. not good. This isn't yeah, good. Just yeah. get something up and it will be fine. I'll get it changed. And a year later, we, we did. But <laughs> yeah, um, been, been quite enjoying it. Just um, feel like the, the numbers are going going up very slowly. Sort of, I don't know um, where people are finding it or how people are finding it, but mm. they seem to be able to find it yeah i don't know yeah Yeah, good uh, good i'm really i'm really enjoying it anyway it's um it's one of those things i'm always thinking about how to um like well whether i should get a guest on this week or what topic we should talk about this week or should i you know etc etc it's always something on my mind like i'm really yeah absolutely love doing it and probably if if um i stopped doing it today i'll be a lot probably a lot sadder person because it's um like doing, doing the sketches at the start of the episodes like are a good way to get my creative energies out there and um, getting getting to see Bryce at least once a week to actually talk video games with him is yep. great. Because um, before then, like two weeks might have gone by and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Bryce in two weeks. But like doing the podcast forces us to catch up and just talk, yeah. which is mm, great. Yeah. Cool. Probably yeah. a good thing that the Switch has done so well as well. <laughs> mm. Like if it oh, had yeah. been a, a Wii U experience, then that might have put a bit of a dampener on the whole yeah, like podcast. People might not have been as interested to listen, but I think we still would have uh, really enjoyed doing it mm. still. We yeah, sort of enjoyed sure. talking about it. Like we, I originally wanted to get the podcast started before the Switch was even announced as the NX, but it just kept on slipping and slipping and slipping mm. until, until I'm like, all right, we've got to uh, think of a name. And uh, yeah, eventually came together. I got a question, Dan. What's your like? Speaking of Mother's Day, what's your favorite thing about being a parent? Oh, what's the favorite thing? Um, it's just the little things, like 
don't know. Uh, it's just been, <laughs> I mean, like, it's all the, oh, you put me on spot, Jono. Gosh. Um, you know, Big question. It's, it's, I think the little all, things is a good answer. Like, you hear people talk about, you know, when the kid shows you the art that they did at school or they give you a <laughs> hug when the, when you get home from work. Like, it sounds like they're the types of things people seem to to respond to the most. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And it's, it all, it's all the little things. And, you know, just like this afternoon, like the kids are back into the trampolines and just spending time with them on the trampoline and having so much fun. And, um, you know, watching them grow and develop as little people. And, you know, like, yeah, you know, they, they, they're with you forever. Um, mm. And it's just seeing this little person grow into a mini you or a mini mum or a combination of both <laughs> or even their own person, you know, and seeing these mm. little, little, you know, sparks of personality, especially like, um, so for listeners, I've got two kids, um, Leah's six and Link's uh, three. And, you know, they're chalk and cheese between each other. And, but they're such amazing little kids. And, um, you know, Leah's so headstrong. And just to see her confidence, you know, whatever she's doing and, you know, the excitement when she does really well at school and, um, you know, getting involved in everything that, like, you know, you should do as a parent. It's amazing. And Link's, you know, coming into his own and he's showing personalities and they say terrible twos. I reckon it's terrible theories. But, um, and I'm looking forward. We've, we've got Bubs number three on the way um, during October and I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the first three months. Um, I'm yet to meet a parent that actually says, oh, yeah, the first three months. Oh, boy, that wasn't that a holiday. It's not. Um, you know, but it is what it is. And, you know, it's, it's, you're in it together. It's a partnership. You're, you're both sleep deprived. You're, you're both going through the same sort of thing, but it's, it's an incredible experience. And I, I love being, a, I love being a dad. I love being a parent. Um, I love everything really about it. It's, it's just awesome. It's, it's such a, such a good thing. And I'm very fortunate and lucky. Good answer. I guess the question <laughs> is, Jono, uh, when can we expect kids coming from you? <laughs> on the spot, man. I think that we can expect kids as soon as you pop the question to your missus, Drew. How about that? Okay. All right. That's oh. fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I throw that right back at you. Dane, do you have any questions on the list? I just had, um, what have I got here? Do, 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 do. Um, I wanted to find out how the book's going because I've got your book at the moment and I'm reading through that, but I want to get an update about the new book. Mm. Um, but I also wanted to just have a chat about how, how it's going. What's the, what's yeah. the difference? Can, like, how have you found writing this new book versus your original book? Because from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, so you've, you've published one book and uh-huh. you're on to your second book. Correct. And yeah. And, um, and I just wanted to know, like, are you finding the experience in writing a lot easier than the first time? Or is it, you know, if, is, it, is it the same or different challenges? Um, and so far with the writing, have you sort of experienced any sort of roadblocks with regards to creativity and, and how do you mm. jump over those hurdles when they come up? So the sequel to The Spy and the Maven, which I've been working on for more than a year, is much harder than the first because when I wrote the first book, I was not doing a podcast every single week. Mm. So kind mm. of comes back into to that kind of topic as well. So, you know... For the, for the full kind of picture, 2017, sorry, 2016, we moved to Geelong. I'm uh, kind of creatively bored and I start writing the book and I write it in four months. And then the next kind of eight to mm, eight to 10 months is working on crowdfunding, working on publishing, formatting, all of that fun stuff <laughs> and getting them printed delivered and 
you know, signing copies, all that stuff. So the whole process took about mm, a bit less than 18 months total. But this one, I've been writing for more than a year and I'm only just started the second draft. So it's taking way longer and it's mostly because I you know, haven't just been sitting there and plugging away at it every night like I was before because I have a podcast to do every week and that takes so mm. much creative energy. It's not so much the time. The time isn't similar. Like the time that I put into writing was a lot more than what I put into the podcast. But when you've been doing the podcast, like tonight I've done a podcast before this one, I did a putting in work and now I'm doing this. And then tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to have to sit down and edit the two different shows. Mm. And by the time you've done that, you just want to relax. You don't want to sit at your computer and write. So that's been a huge kind of thing to kind of juggle while I'm podcasting. And I find that I've written it way more in like big chunks where like we go away for a couple of weeks on a holiday and every night when Hannah goes to bed, I'll write for a couple of hours and try and churn out as much as I can. So, yeah, it's definitely been a lot harder to, I guess, find the time and energy to do it. And I think because it's also the second book, I'm just kind of approaching it differently. Like the first one, I just kind of had an idea of what it was going to be and I would write random parts of the story as I felt inspired. So if I had an idea for a fight scene, boom, I write that. If I'm on the bus to work and I hear a funny conversation, I'm going to like turn that into something and that's a scene in the book and then I kind of just link it all together but this time I've actually gone and written it from page one to page whatever like it's just in a straight line so it's a completely different thing and mm. I've just that's just because I've tried to do something different to see how it goes and the experience of writing a, a sequel is um, it's hard because I've changed a lot over the years and over those I guess it's three years now and my writing's changed and what I want to write about has also changed, but it is a sequel. So it's kind of finding the ways that those two things connect and mm. um, make sense to me because, uh, you know, at the end of a story, you can't just do the same thing again. It, it wouldn't make sense if you, when you finish the book, you'd understand, I guess, for people who have read it. But yeah, it's just, I, I'm, I am quite happy with how the stories come out. It's just getting it finished is going to take a lot of work. And especially when something like God of War comes out or Red Dead Redemption comes out. And it's like, there (laughs) goes all of my free time. I'm not going to have, you know, I'm still going to get the podcast out, but every spare minute I'm going to be doing that. And like, I think last year was such an amazing year for video games that uh, it just really messed with my writing schedule. So Mm. I probably intended to finish it in a similar amount of time and discover Mm. that it wasn't possible. Um, and once I realized it was going to take a lot longer, I probably didn't think I need to f- rush it out. I'm just taking my time. And yep. the, the goal is to have it published at the end of this year. That's the idea. But we'll see how it goes because uh, we're almost halfway through the year and I'm probably not that close. Mm. Do, you have, no. do you have difficulty... Um, sorry, Drew. Do you have difficulty when you finish the book? You want to go... Because like, it takes you, obviously, X amount of time to mm. from go from start to finish... Do you, do you go back and go, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm like not happy with that. I'm going to go back. Like how many times do you actually go back? Or do you have this rule in your head that you go, once I start this, I'm going to give myself two goes where I get two mm. chances to go back, change something, and that's it. It's a done deal. Or is it someone else that needs to read it, tell you 
or you tell yourself or how does it work for you? <clears throat> yeah. So I think for me, like I, I feel like I'm doing my second draft now and that's a chance to go back and read everything. What was I thinking there? Mm. That sentence doesn't make sense. Or I might have left something blank that I would come back to and never came back to it. So this is my chance to go through, fix all that stuff real, like with a bit of um, foresight or hindsight, I guess I can look at something and go, mm, that kind of B plot that I started writing there doesn't actually eventuate into anything six months later when I was writing. So I'll take that out. So there's mm. things like that. And there's also just looking for mistakes, typos, all that kind of thing. But the story itself, it's not going to change in a significant way because I think that would just be too much work unless I come up with a brilliant idea that's going to make it so much better. I think that, you know, the original story is the vision and that's what, what it's going to be. So that's the main thing. And then after that, you're really just checking for errors and yep. ways to make things tighter, ways to make things better. Like, I don't know how much writing you've done or creative work you've done, but the first attempt is always just getting it out there. And then from there, it's just chiseling away. It's refining it. It's making it better. And um, just like, you know, a jump shot in basketball or a, mm. a, a, tech, a bowling technique in cricket, like you can mm. always fix it. You can always make it better. It's just getting to a point where you're happy yeah. with it and you have to be yeah. able to turn off that part of your brain that says it's not ready, it's not ready, it's not ready because you'll, you'll never release anything, whether yeah. it's a podcast, whether it's you know a, a song that you've written, whether it's a piece of art that you've been working on. I think that that's a point where you just have to say, <clears throat> I'm happy with it, put it out yeah. there. But of course, you've got people who, um, you know, writers have editors. I'm fortunate to have a father who was a newspaper editor and general manager for 20 plus years. So I've got him to be able to look through it. He reads mm. a, a ton of books as well. So he can look through it. He can give me a bit of feedback. I'm going to ask him to be a bit more um, critical this time. Yep. Um, yep. And <laughs> as, as far as like story things that ma might not make sense, plot holes, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yep. And then a lot of writers have what they call, I think it's called beta readers where it's like their close circle of friends or peers or colleagues in the writing industry who they trust to read it. And they'll say like, give me your feedback. Let me know if you find any mistakes or anything. So mm. I'll probably put it out to a few close friends and family to, to do that. And then by the end of it, you hope that it's a polished product and, and that's the way it goes. So yeah, like I said, yeah. hopefully that's all done by the end of the year because like this time I know how to format a book I mm. can use the same template as last time that was a huge thing previously like the margins and the the you know line spacing and the fonts like it was oh, a, right. a huge learning curve with headers and footers and page numbers it's a whole thing it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah. I could imagine but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like what you said about the um you know just having this like the rough draft and getting it out there and mm. just start taking action because i think that's what like even just like you referred it back to podcasts i think a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines like i was for a long time is because everyone wants that polished product right at the start you know mm. everyone wants it absolutely clean and mm. and and this is why i always talk about the journey because I, I mean like i love the journey i always say this but i love the journey the fact that like people start somewhere you know we're not perfect people start mm. somewhere and they start taking action and i mean if you start taking action you know, you you bet you're you're um, you, 
you're more forward than you were, you know, yesterday sort of thing. And, you know, you're probably a lot more uh, further than a lot of people that are just still sitting there on the sidelines. And I love hearing stories like even like, um, uh, you know, the, the a couple of NPC boys, you know, starting their podcast just in their car with, a, you know, a phone. And Drew, you know, you and Bryce talk about um, starting the podcast on the iPad, you know. And no one, like, mm. everyone talks about, oh, I don't want to show that, you know, I hope no one else, you know, no one finds it. It's the worst episode and whatever. <laughs> but, but I, love, I love those stories, you know. I love how people have got the grassroots stories, the origin stories, you know, and people doing it because they're passionate about doing it. And that's, that's how they started. And to hear them today, just to see where they're at now and fine-tuning it along the way, we all, you know, we all do we all you know slowly hopefully get better and learn from each other so mm. yeah just just That's taking it. action takes a huge part of it mm. yeah i don't know like things have changed i guess in this modern age but a lot of my favorite bands you know in the 90s and 2000s you can go back and listen to the stuff that they recorded in their basement like on a tape deck where they just That's hit cool. record and all played at the same time and i love that it's out there you don't hold it up to what they're doing now but you know i started podcasting with this zoom mic here mm. you know just hoping that the audio levels were right, you know, because you, <laughs> you can't yeah. like really listen back to it the same way you can with a laptop or a computer. And, you mm. know, yeah, we, we get better. And as we get better at something, we can look for better equipment. And I think that it's it's fine if you can start off with all the, the great equipment at the start. But, you know, from from small beginnings, seek mm. Parvis Magna. All yeah, that. exactly. Exactly. I feel like any creative project, if you... Uh, if you think it's going to be one thing, if you like over time, it's going to turn into something else because you come up with a better idea or like your mm. your circumstances change or, you know, your passions go elsewhere. Mm. Um, that's, that's what I found anyway. Like we're doing something different than what I first envisioned, but it just slowly goes differently over time. Just evolves. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've got a, I've got a, I've just got a silly little question. Yeah, let's hear it. So, if you could go without one body part, what would it be? Now, I, I just bring this up because I've been thinking about this over the last month. Um, while while sharing, I came to a close encounter with uh, potentially losing my eye because a sheep oh. like flung someone else's handpiece um, out from their hand. It went like straight past my head, like maybe I don't know, fifteen centimeters, and wedged into mm. the wall beside me. And, like, it scared the crap out of me, obviously. Like, if that hit mm. me, it would have... At very least, it would have left, like, a huge scar, let alone probably, like, taken my eye out. And I, I was thinking, like, every now and again, I, like, close my eye and go, oh, shit, like, it'd be awful just, like, <laughs> yeah. not, not having two eyes. And also, like, um, there was an accident this weekend, actually. Someone got hit by a truck on a motorbike and they broke mm. their arm and apparently, like, they're looking at the arm whether it has to be amputated or not. I'm like, oh, shit, wouldn't that be just the worst yeah mm. so like just like thinking about those things i'm like you know what would it be like without your arm and what would it be like <laughs> well obviously it'll be awful and it'll be make life a lot harder and all that but um what would be the body part you if 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 you have to i don't know sacrifice it to, <laughs> to to someone to save your loved ones or whatever it might be what would you choose what, what part would it be my right pinky finger i can deal with that <laughs> yeah well yeah, Does well, it have to I, be I more significant? <laughs> Sorry? That's cheating. What well, has to be more significant than that? Yeah, I think it. so. Maybe like <laughs> a hand or... Uh, well, I wouldn't choose your uh, your wrist over your hand because you will lose your hand too. Just get that in mind. Okay. <laughs> can, can I lose my ear? One of my ears? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Not? So Jeez, you're taking... 
Yeah, that's probably yeah. It. You're taking that's my my left ear, I guess. I don't know. And then your ear still works without the you know the uh, cartilage. It just looks really weird. So you grow yeah. your hair out. Can't yeah. really see it anymore. Wear headphones Sweet. all the time. I guess. Oh, your headphones won't work where you're oh, podcasting. Yeah. They'll always be slipping off, and you'll be, <laughs> that'll really um, put a might put an end to your podcasting, Jono. I think Audio Technica would develop a product that would work. Oh, just for me. Jono. They call it Jono Signature. <laughs> No, I reckon it would sit there without your ears. Yeah, I'm sure I think it would. It would yeah, I think yeah. it would be fine. <laughs> you just tighten it up a little bit on that side and you're sweet. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm just being guys? devil's advocate. I'm just trying to... Yeah. You'll be like, Chopper Reed, we'll call you Uncle Chop Chop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chop Chop. <laughs> what about you? I mean, uh, ears are a pretty good one. Like, I guess you... Eyebrow. Yeah, well, an eyebrow, like... <laughs> You'd yeah. look weird. You could put a prosthetic there. Yeah, well, stick on eyebrows. Eye- eyebrow compared to an eye is a pretty obvious one. Mm. Mm. Like, I'm not going to pick ear because you've picked ear, but I'm obviously not going to pick eye. I'm not going to. I was thinking of like a lip, but then that would be awful, nah. wouldn't it? You couldn't wouldn't yeah, be able to you communicate. Gotta think, you got to keep that that beautiful smile, Drew. Oh, you do, don't you? You'll be able to see like just all my jaw and bottom <laughs> teeth, teeth about my bottom lip. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm we can like, probably just all agree on ear. Yeah, I guess we can all yeah, agree. Yeah, he's a great one. I'm just trying to think of... Yeah. Like, I immediately went to arm, my left arm, and then I'm thinking, ear, oh, wow, that's even... What am I thinking, losing the whole left arm? You were going to go arm when you could have just gone, like, left hand? Oh, well, yeah, as soon as I started in here, and I thought we were going significant, like, like uh, life-changing... Well, I mean, that's life-changing, but, um, yeah, bigger. There's some cool prosthetics these days, like... That's what I was... Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of the legs and, and whatnot. You so. want to go winter soldier. Yeah. Mm. Good mm. question, Drew. Good question. Yeah, so all right, ears. We'll, we'll we'll get rid of our ears, so we don't have all to right. <laughs> filter in information as easy. I guess. Well, I you've know. got an excuse for not hearing someone then, or not listening. You can be like, "Oh, sorry, that's my bad ear." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's my non-existent ear, except yeah. for the internals will still work. But I'm I, using it as a metaphor. Exactly. Okay. About that. <laughs> I, I didn't hear you ask me to do that particular job that I forgot to do. Yeah. But I will, I will hear you when you say pizza's ready or something exactly. like that. <laughs> that was my good exactly. Yeah. Dan, did you have another cue? Um, I just had some rapid fire questions, if I could. Yeah, um, let's do it. So let's Gin-gin. let's do this. Okay, so Jono, for you. So I just mm. want you out of the two that I'm going to give you, just give me uh, which one do you like more. So try not to sure. think about it too hard. Just go left or right. Um, so when it comes to books, physical or digital? Physical. Yeah, thought you would. Um, PlayStation <laughs> or Nintendo? That's PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. Uh, Twitter or YouTube? Twitter. Yeah. Beef or fish? Beef, hands down. Yeah, nice. Don't eat fish. Uh, oh, don't eat fish. Oh, wow. Nah. There you go. You don't, hang on. You don't, you don't eat fish. No, I don't eat fish. <laughs> do, you eat, do you eat any seafood? Um, I eat calamari and squid. So what's Good Friday look like for you? Normal day, as far as food goes. Hey, yeah. there you Chocolate. go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cattle dog? Dog. Nice. Um, okay, so talking tomato sauce, fridge or cupboard? Cupboard. <laughs> cupboard. Um, I want cold sauce on my hot meal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're all about the hot food. That's it. <laughs> um, talking lifestyle. So Victoria or Queensland? Well, I've never lived in Queensland, so... Yeah, Victoria. but you've travelled to Queensland. How's the lifestyle? What yeah, okay. Yeah, Queensland. Sure. Yeah, very nice. I mean, to Hawaii. Um, that's the closest thing to Hawaii we've got, I guess. Oh, yeah. Haven't been there. Love to go there. The Hawaii of Australia. <laughs> the Hawaii of Australia. 
Um, okay, be honest. Inside your car right now, is it clean mm-hmm. or is it a bomb site? Heck no, it's a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I got um, a VT Commodore, so what do you Oh, think? yeah? <laughs> so you clean one yeah. of those. Okay, and this one here, this is actually a question. So um, I asked all my guests this one here. If you could do anything and you know you couldn't fail, what would you do? All right. <laughs> I've been asked this question so many times. And I always have a different answer. Yeah, okay. yeah. Every now and then a podcast guest will just throw it back at me and I'm oh, always really? taken by surprise. Uh, I, I would write and podcast full time. So I just focus on all these things we've been talking about. I'd throw in a bit of YouTubing, probably a lot more video reviews and that kind of stuff. Nice. I just do all that because that's fun. That's the stuff that I love to do, and that's cool. what I would do. Yeah, nice. Very, very cool. Drew, you're up. You ready? Mm. Yes, I'm ready. Let's get ready to run. Yeah, let's go. Let's get re- Yeah, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> okay, so Pokemon or Smash Bros? Oh, dude. What do you. Oh, oh no. Shit. Listen, everyone. Oh, you've stumped me. Very um, carefully. Pokemon. Let's go Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Uh, I think you've already answered this one. Country or city? Country, yeah. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, chicken or beef? Uh, chicken. Charizard or Blastoise? Good answer. Charizard. Mario Yoshi? Mario. Okay. Be honest. <laughs> your bedroom right now, clean or it's a bomb site? Bomb site. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, Switch or DS? Switch. Nice. You really, you really, you just, oh, these, these questions, these man, questions. tearing me apart. Oh, tearing me apart it's all the hard questions here. Don't oh. worry about putting in work. <laughs> sheep or cows? Let's go. Oh, uh, sheep. Oh, sheep. Yeah, okay. I thought the cows would have had you there. Um, no, we're, we're mainly sheep, so. Yeah, okay. Uh, pizza or chicken? Oh, no, sorry. Pizza or Chinese? Oh, God. Uh, chi- Chinese... Yeah, really? just, just, yeah, wow. just. Jeez. Any, anything in particular you like? Uh, oh, I really like the uh, um, the black bean beef fried rice. Mm. Nice, yum mm. yum. What about you, John? Do you like Chinese? What I do, but nowhere near as much as I like pizza. Yeah, pizza. Oh, I love pizza there. too. That's jeez, dang. <laughs> you get all the hard ones. I know. Mine was so easy. He, he's, Cat he's dog. The, like, come he's on, He's the real tester, <laughs> and I'm glad that you said Pokemon at the start because I know you're a big Pokemon fan, long term. Um, so, I want you, Drew, can you name the first 12 Pokemon in order from the original 151? So, from the roster, oh, shit. 1 to 12. The, f- the first 9 should yeah, be first nine are pretty nah, easy. Yeah, yeah, the first 9, but I'm getting you on the 3. That's, that's where I want to try <laughs> yeah. and get you. Uh, Bulbasaur, Ivasaur, Venusaur, uh, Squirtle, Wartortle, Blastoise, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, uh, Caterpie. Metapod, Butterfree. Very good, very good. I thought yes. you were going to go Weedle because sometimes people no. just get Weedle instead of there. Nice. Very good. I'm impressed. Well done. You I passed. would have said Radita. Radita. I've never actually had to, yeah, just do it off by off. How by far hard. do you think you could go, Drew? Do you think you could get to 20? Mm, maybe. Then there's yeah, Weedle, Kakuna, Beedrill. You probably, did yeah, you have the poster Radita? up on the wall? Yeah, I wish I did at this time. It would come in handy. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of stumped on the next one, though. Is it, is it Oddish? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I, looked oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like it's like uh, sp- like the Sparrow. What's it called? Oh, probably. Yeah, it is too. Pidgey, Pidgeot. Yeah, Pidgeotto, Pidgeot. Spear, Very good. Yeah, Spiro, Fearo. Oh, that was my fight. Mm. Yeah, mm. those ones. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it with Drew just 
torn apart by asking to pick between his children. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> yeah. We must, as always, give our shout-outs to our lovely Patreon producers. Of course, this is a Patreon-exclusive podcast. Uh, Patreon supporters get it first from as little as $1 a month. And everyone else gets it a few weeks later. But a special shout-out must go to these Patreon producers. Nathan Tilly-Laurie, Josh Enor, Screamus, Tom Chavez, Howard Smith, Jared Howard, Liam Hart, Anthony Florida, Andrew Natoli, Dan Fumbaka, Logan Wilkinson, Colin Sparring, and Aaron Lucas. Light round of applause for our Legends. heroes. Thank you so much, guys, there. for supporting 8-Bit and uh, everything yes. we do. We love you all. And uh, where can people catch you on social medias, Drew? Uh, you can find me at iDruby on Twitter and Facebook as well as uh, at the House of Mario also on those socials. And, yeah, do the House of Mario and Nintendo podcast, which is available on SoundCloud and iTunes, mm. Spotify, etc. You'll find it if you want to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, when you're not running the 8-bit Twitter accounts and Instagrams, where can people find you on socials? Yeah, so my personal is just at Dane Peavy, D-A-N-E-P-E-V-Y. Um, so Twitter and Instagram, probably my two. Um, most and then uh, pushing through blue uh, again uh, Twitter and Instagram so and then the podcast is on Anchor Spotify uh, iTunes um, pretty much anywhere just uh, give it a look up and um, I'm sure you'll find it mm. yeah check that out and you can find me on Twitter and all socials at Jono himself as well as putting in work every Thursday uh, you can go back and hear some more of Drew's farming stories probably episode I don't know 60 something it was a while ago now Jesus, yeah it's there yeah uh yeah and then uh, till next time stay hungry mm, i'm hungry much love <laughs> <laughs>